What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And originally for this video, I was gonna be talking about some players who were falling in my rankings. Last week I talked about players rising, but I actually think I wanna talk about a few more players who are still rising in my rankings. Just a few guys who balled out again in week two that I didn't really get to talk about. And I think after week three, we'll know a lot more about the players falling. I know some people are really panicking on some big names underperforming after two weeks. I think two weeks is a little too early to start giving up on guys. So I'm going to do more players who are rising in my rankings, and then next week I will go through the fallers. You guys can ask me any fantasy questions down below in the comment section. Start, sit, trade advice, waiver wire, whatever it is, let me know down below, and I'll respond to every single comment. And then I do just ask that if you guys do enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a ton. But let's jump into the first player who is rising up my rankings, and it is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. This dude has really just been unbelievable. I mean, obviously to start off this season, looking at the end of last year, he has been incredible. He has scored 59.8 PPR points through the first two games, almost averaging 30 points per game. Two really solid performances. Week one, eight receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. Followed that up with a monster week two, where he caught nine passes for 116 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, or it might've been two touchdowns total and then 68 rushing yards. The dude has just been absurd. And then it's even crazier when we look back to his last six games of 2021. Keep in mind, he was doing this as a rookie. As a rookie, these were his last six games. He averaged eight and a half receptions per game, 93.3 receiving yards per game, and then one touchdown per game over that stretch. He also has had at least 10 targets in eight straight games. So he has a very, very high weekly floor on top of that. And over these last eight games, the six from last year, the two at the start of this season, he has averaged 26.4 PPR points per game over that stretch. I think he is a locked-in top 10 fantasy wide receiver. I think he's actually locked in top eight. The way I kind of see it, I still think you have that top five, Cup, Jefferson, Diggs, Chase, Adams, however you want to order those guys. And then I think there's that next tier, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. I think Amon Ra is firmly in that tier. If you told me in the comment section, I have Amon Ra as my wide receiver six rest of season, I wouldn't argue with you. Honestly, if you even somehow slid him into the top five, I don't even think I can argue too hard, just given the absurd production he had. You know, there was the narrative going on at the end of last year where he's only getting this production because Hawkinson's out, Swift is out. You know, they're just force feeding him the ball. That is clearly not true. He's doing it with Hawkinson in the lineup. He's doing it with Swift in the lineup. Amon Ra is legit moving forward, and I just expect him to continue to ball out throughout the rest of the season. The next player who's rising in my ranks is Cortland Sutton, and I wouldn't say he's taken a drastic jump, but I feel like he's kind of outperformed through two weeks, at least from where he's being drafted on most platforms, and I feel like people aren't super bought in. They're still a little skeptical, which I just think is weird because I do think his production has been solid. He's been the wide receiver 18 through two weeks, so you know, mid-tier wide receiver two, That's nothing crazy, especially when he was being drafted there, like a back-end wide receiver too. But he's done it with no touchdowns, which I think is something to point out. Those touchdowns are clearly going to be there, but it's showing he can get the volume without being super touchdown dependent. Week one, he had seven targets, four receptions, 72 yards. Followed that up in week two, 11 targets, seven receptions for 122 yards. It's possible he saw more volume in that game because Jerry Judy did leave with an injury. But I think we know both of these players are going to be focal points in the Broncos offense. And what I like so far is that, yeah, these numbers are decent, 
nothing crazy. Like if he did this rest of season, you'd probably feel solid about drafting him, but he has done it without this Broncos offense really clicking. This offense has still looked a little bit dysfunctional. They don't look like it's super smooth. They're definitely still coming together as a unit and Cortland Sutton is still producing. So once they start hitting on some of these big time games, you know, putting up huge points in certain matchups, I think that's when we're really going to see Cortland Sutton take a jump up. So if he's like a buy low or like almost like a buy neutral because he hasn't really underperformed, I think he's someone who's going to be great moving forward. And I think like at worst is a mid-tier wide receiver too. I think it's more than likely he's in that like wide receiver 14, wide receiver 15 range rest of season. And then we're going to stay at the wide receiver position and talk about Christian Kirk. He was someone I was considering talking about in week one, but I did think week one could have been a little bit of a fluke, but it was not. He balled out again in week two. So I was really wrong on Christian Kirk, to be honest. I'm already ready to eat that L. I had him as like a wide receiver four for fantasy through two weeks. Like like I said, I'll admit it. I'm going to be wrong. Even if he falls off from what he's doing right now, he's still going to outperform where I had him at. He's been the wide receiver seven through two weeks. Week one saw great volume, 12 targets, six receptions, 117 yards. Week two, six targets, six receptions, 78 receiving yards, and then two receiving touchdowns. He had a 26.5% target share to start off the season. I think this Jaguars offense as a whole looks better. Trevor Lawrence looks much improved, more comfortable. This isn't going to be like an elite Jaguars offense, but if they can just be close to league average and Christian Kirk is the clear-cut number one, getting a 26.5% target share, then he is in great hands moving forward. So I do think he's a locked-in top 24 wide receiver moving forward. And in week three, if he goes out and puts together similar numbers, you know, 7, 4, 90, maybe gets into the end zone, I feel like we may have to keep slotting him up even more. It seems like him being used as a number one, he's been unlocked, and he does have the talent. So Christian Kirk, another riser for me. And then the final riser in my rankings, we're going to pivot away from the wide receiver position. I was trying to throw a running back in there, but I think I talked about Saquon last week, AJ Dillon, and the running back production has just been brutal so far. So there wasn't really a great guy for me to go out and talk about. So instead, I went over to the quarterback position and we have Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts was honestly someone I was very in on coming into the season. He was my quarterback five. And, you know, he was typically going quarterback five, quarterback six. But I had him much closer to like the Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons. You know, I didn't have a huge break from, you know, Herbert Lamar to like Jalen Hurts two, three rounds later. They were all pretty close in my eyes. So I ended up getting a lot of Jalen Hurts because I guess I was slightly lower on those top guys and then higher on Jalen Hurts. At this point, I feel like he has got to be a top three fantasy quarterback moving forward. I feel like if you're going to be placing your bets for like QB1 finish, I feel like you probably have Josh Allen there at number one. And then I feel like Jalen Hurts would just be right there in terms of like odds to be that number one guy. He's averaging 28.9 points per game through two weeks. Obviously, that's not going to be sustainable moving forward, but he's been great through two. Um, Last season, the Eagles were bottom tier in passing volume. This season, they're much closer to league average. They don't have to be some high volume passing attack for Hurts to be successful. You know, being around league average is perfectly fine in terms of his fantasy production. And that also includes, you know, when we're looking at their volume, that includes a super run-heavy game script late in the game against the Vikings. So another thing to consider there, when we're looking at Jalen Hurts' production last year, he was producing while not actually playing like a good NFL quarterback. I know Hurts has, you know, a ton of fans out there. Maybe you would argue he was good last year, 
Personally, I think he was a below average real life NFL quarterback, but he was still very solid for fantasy. This year, the dangerous thing about Hertz is he looks good. Like he looks like a legit, you know, above average NFL quarterback. You pair that with the weapons he has, you know, this offense looks a lot better. AJ Brown is going to take this unit to another level. It's obviously going to help Jalen Hurts out a ton. And then you factor in the rushing upside, right? If Jalen Hurts can complement his rushing with his passing, we're in good hands. And the rushing has been insane to start off the year. He has 28 rush attempts through two weeks, 28. That's like running back numbers, 14 per game. Obviously, he's not going to be, you know, keeping that up throughout a full season. He may not make it through a full season if he's going 14 a game. But I mean, just that the fact that it started off like that, he has 147 rushing yards through two weeks, scored three touchdowns on the ground. Obviously, in normal scoring leagues, that's important. Those are six touchdowns or six points uh, compared to four, you know, through the air. So Jalen Hurts has been great to start off the season. I think he's a locked in top three quarterback moving forward and truly does have that elite, elite quarterback upside. If he can do it as a passer, you add in that rushing ability. He has a very, very high ceiling. So those are four dudes who are rising up my rankings. We had Amon Ross St. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, and then Jalen Hurts. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. Do you think their production is sustainable? Are you trying to sell them? You know, are you trying to buy them? Just let me know what you guys think. Any questions, drop them down below and then hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.